Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Sarah Gulseth. We have a very special story coming up in this segment about mercy in the church. First, I'd like to thank our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for their support of Faith and Family. To learn more about Concordia University, Wisconsin, you can visit our website, kfuo.org, and look for the CUW logo in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone today is Pastor Steve Corretto, Senior Pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Boca Raton, Florida. Thanks for joining me today, Pastor. Uh, it's good to be with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Of course. And and today we'll be talking about a story that's uh, actually in the summer 2017 issue of the Lutherans Engage magazine, which um, our listeners can find online at engage.lcms.org. Um, was it exciting to be able to tell your story in this, in this issue of, of Lutherans Engage? Very exciting because uh, it, we're down in South Florida, and so a lot of times we're a ways away from um, what's happening within the uh, the Midwest and in the Lutheran Church. And so a great way to be able to just uh, see what God's doing in and through us here um, down in South Florida. And so it was neat to tell the story of a congregation that's come together just to, to love all people. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a it's a beautiful story um, for our listeners. You should definitely go go find it online. Um, the the pictures that obviously I <laughs> I can't show over the air, but um, yeah. but the pictures that are that go with this article um, really help tell the story really well. Incredible night of mm-hmm. the church and community coming together um, to just have joy, um, love towards each other, serve one another, um, and uh, yeah, it's a. I, I like to typify it as a, a night of life. Mm-hmm. That's how I've kind of uh, put it into my head. And, and there's smiles and your cheeks hurt because <laughs> of all the smiles and the, the laughter and the dancing and just the, the great time together. Sure, sure. Those are the best kinds of kinds of events. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So tell me a bit about um, your background and, and about the congregation there at St. Paul. Yeah, I've been here at St. Paul. Um, I actually am uh, born and raised into a, a pastor's family. My mm. dad is a pastor, um, and I guess a shout-out to my dad. He's retiring next week. <laughs> oh, so, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, son of a pastor. Um, never thought I'd be a pastor because um, <laughs> that's my dad. Um, but uh, the Lord had different um, ways mm-hmm. and uh, brought me into this place. Uh, I actually did my vicarage uh, right here at St. Paul. Uh, St. Paul is a, a, just a vibrant, vibrant community. We have a, a big Lutheran school with us um, in the heart of Boca Raton, Florida. Um, beautiful place, beautiful community, um, and uh, large community, um, kind of uh, the megalopolis from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, uh, right on that coast there. So uh, St. Paul's been here for since 1957, you know, doing mm. the work of the Lord in this community, um, primarily um, just loving people, but it is a huge part. We have, a, a like I said, a big school, and it's a big community school, a lot mm-hmm. of community coming into our campus uh, that way. So um, being able to share the Word of God, Word and Sacrament ministry uh, here at St. Paul, um, and once again, I guess it's the, the coin phrase, uh, but just loving people, mm-hmm. um, and that's what kind of birthed this a special event um, of, a, of a community that wasn't necessarily really touched you know, by um, love and care, yes, by their caretakers and families, but uh, not necessarily by church communities or the community in general. So sure. that's where we saw a need. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a, a larger special needs um, group within your congregation, or is it more of an outreach to the community? Yes, right now it's an outreach to the community, mm-hmm. um, but as we've seen within the outreach, um, it's just you know, birthing in the congregation more and more um, that this can definitely be not just an outreach ministry, but part of our life, 
um, mm-hmm. and amongst the church. And so uh, we've just been at this for two years, and it seems like, wow, two years, you know, it should have traction. But um, <laughs> it's something that's a big undertaking. Yeah. And so being able to educate the congregation, uh, educate our leadership, um, and being able to walk beside, what does this, what does this look like? Because um, it's it's something that takes a lot of thought and process, um, and really getting into the lives of people into being um, their care and being able to be uh, loving them um, in the way that a lot of people just walk through the doors, you know, of the church and and being able to feel that love and feel that care. But it's a little bit different than that. Um, there's there's something that we need to just extend and different parts to extend to the families, um, and it's a little different than just. Um, other people walking through the doors. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so this um, the, this event that we're talking about uh, called a night to shine. Um, this was part of a larger um, effort put on by St. Paul yeah. um, from the from a grant that you you all received in 2016, a, a stand with your community grant, um, yeah. and that was from from the LCMS. Yeah. Um, and so that that grant program for our, for our listeners who don't who haven't heard of it or don't know, um, that was in recognition of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation and the project's focus on um, inspiring and empowering laity for local witness and mercy outreach opportunities um, as a reflection of of Martin Luther's passion to share the gospel. So um, why was St. Paul interested in, in uh, pursuing one of these, one of these grants? Uh, we were in, in, interested because for two years we had um, prayed over, um, and it was uh, mainly me and uh, his name is Chip Koenig. Uh, Chip Koenig is a father um, of a child that has, um, uh, has the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he was aging into our congregation, um, we were wondering what youth group looked like, you know, for him and, and with him. Um, and so, uh, we had really been praying over that for a couple of years of saying, okay, is there something else? Is there something that we could, you know, go forth? So, um, a part of that process was saying, you know, uh, this night to shine came forth from the Tim Tebow foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, within that it costs, um, to throw on a night that, that we did that. Um, so we wanted to, uh, yes, be a part of that night to shine, but we knew that as a bigger part, uh, we were going to need some funding you mm-hmm. know, to be able to, uh, reach and outreach and, uh, put our people into the place of getting out into the community. And so that's where it really birthed out of that. Actually, uh, his name is, his name was, uh, Vicar Jacob Schultz. He was our vicar at the mm-hmm. time and, and he rolled across this and he was really ambitious, you know, in, in those, uh, ways of, uh, getting that. So he uh, took a couple of people from the congregation that uh, could, you know, talk about grants and, mm-hmm. and being help. And so he wrote it and we got it and uh, it has flourished us, you know, to be able to not have some boundaries, uh, but rather uh, go forth in that outreach. And it's just been a huge blessing. Sure. What, uh, what's, what's the overall plan? What kind of programs and projects are you, um, other than this, this night to shine, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, what other programs and projects are you planning to do? The, I know the article mentioned a few, and, and uh, they sound really exciting. Can you, can yeah. you talk about a few of those? Yeah, we, we're, we're looking at, uh, frankly, integration in, in, amongst our, in amongst our community. So mm-hmm. how, how do we do that? We, um, yes, we are going to continue in this annual prom night experience, and, and so they understand that we want to just care and, and serve them. Um, but uh, we've talked about you know, movie nights, um, but we've, we've really taken aim at a little bit of an older crowd. There's a, there is things in our community for children with special needs, um, but as they age, as they get into that 23-year-old kind of uh, area, um, 
they're soon forgotten. Mm-hmm. And so their education is over or, or not paid for or whatever that looks like. And so what do the programs look like to be able to have them on campus, you know, um, helping out, um, having uh, one of the programs we're looking into um, is having life coaches with these um, high-functioning um, uh, uh, adults with special needs uh, that could what could be in our kitchen, could be on our campus, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of different things so that they're waking up and, and coming into normal life, into, into the congregation, into our campus and our school, um, and being able to be a part of that. Other things, like I said, movie nights, but that's more towards caregivers. Caregivers mm-hmm. towards these um, students, to these people with special needs, they're on day after day, um, and they just don't get that rest mm-hmm. and they don't get that relaxation of a, of a night um, mm-hmm. because it's one thing. I have three children. Um, it's one thing to call up, you know, a high school or college age person and say, mm-hmm. hey, can you come watch our kids? It's different for those with, with special needs, mm-hmm. and that can, that can be taxing. So part of our program, too, is to be able to see uh, how we can reach those uh, parents or caregivers um, and uh, take some of the burden off of, of them. Um, one of the projects we're looking at, and it's really birthed around, you know, our our way that we worship and our life together um, is being able to take a look at our sanctuary um, and being able to say, is there things inhibiting us, you know, from being uh, with families with special needs? Um, I, one family in particular that, that came tonight to shine, we were talking about uh, coming to church, and he, he, he he saw me every probably 30 minutes. This, uh, um, uh, this, uh, his name is Tyler, and Tyler has has a special need. But he saw me every 30 minutes. He says, Pastor, Pastor, I'm I'm going to come to church. I'm coming to church. <laughs> and I said, All right. And I talked to his parents about that, and his parents were really leery about coming to church because Tyler has some outbursts, mm-hmm. and that can be you know uh, eyes turned and what's going on. Sure. Um, and so they feel uncomfortable with that, just as sometimes younger families feel uncomfortable <laughs> having the babies and the crying and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, we've taken a look at, and we're, we're trying to uh, see within our sanctuary of um, not a separate space, you know, so that they're quiet, but um, how do we integrate that into our sanctuary so that they're included, but yet they don't have that, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, they don't have that unfamiliarity, of, mm-hmm. they don't have that uh, uh, separation um, that they're bad, but they're apart. This is this is us together. And mm-hmm. so we've been taking a look at a, a bigger narthex area uh, that is um, a little bit more uh, soundproof kind of ways uh, so that they would feel more comfortable mm-hmm. uh, being in our community together with that. And also, um, as I... As the uh, Lutheran Engage magazine uh, put forth is um, our, we have two steps going up to our communion rail. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the elderly, that which we have in our church, but also those with special needs, wheelchairs and those kind of things, uh, we don't have access for mm-hmm. them to be around on the communion rail with us. And so we'd like to see if we can um, do something about that too, so we could have everybody together, the community at communion, <laughs> sure. you know, all together receiving the grace and mercy of God. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that's you brought up an interesting point about um, oftentimes when we think of, of families with special needs, um, children, younger children, and a lot of resources go towards those, but we don't often think about um, when when they age, um, yeah. you know, when they get into their twenties and thirties and forties, and maybe maybe their parents can't take care of them anymore. How does how can the community come together um, to to help help raise these these brothers and sisters in Christ? Yeah, one of the uh big dreams 
that we have. It actually got birthed from one of our first meetings. We, we gather people together that had a heart for um, those with special needs and, and seeing what kind of ministry that could become. And right out of the gate, it was that dad I was talking about that we'd been praying for uh, with for two years. Mm-hmm. And, and his, his child, Andy, um, is getting older, you know, and he's going to be out of the education system in, in about one to two years. And so what does it look like for them in, in a couple of years? And, and his, you know, he threw out there, why don't we, why don't we have a home, you know, for mm-hmm. these? And, and cause there's homes around, but it's okay. Let's not be non-for-profit and just care for people. And so there's a big dream out there wow. um, in that way. That's why we've connected with uh, Bethesda out of Wisconsin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kim, Kim Tromerly, she's a mm-hmm. deacon there and uh, deaconess, sorry. And uh, so that's some of the roads that we're taking of saying, okay, that, that can be a big dream, but how do we, get involved with the community and people um, to know that uh, if, even if we don't have a home, even if we don't, you know, do a night of a movie night or that kind of stuff, how can we be your place? I'm going to take her kind of words because they do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can we be a place for peace for families that have special needs? And so that's what we're really just trying to think about and trying to push forward in, in a lot of our ministries um, for many people and even other people than special needs. How can we be a place that people come and reside and have peace um, obviously in the gospel of Jesus. So Exactly. Yes. Um, what, what does it mean to have um, these grants to help fund these programs, to have that support um, oh, for the church? An incredible support. Um, it, 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 it means to us that we have an avenue to reach, to reach our community um, and those grants and those um, uh, ways to be able to fund that um, they are a huge support for us to just go. There's nothing really holding us back. And that, that's, that's something that really is starting to birth in our congregation is uh, let's not let finances, you know, drive, you know, our, our ministry. But boy, if we really feel God calling us to be out into a ministry that is going to take finances, what a support it is um, to have this grant and to be able to um, capture it. One thing that's really neat about the grant and I love about it and um, is they want you to capture the story, right, mm-hmm. and being able to take pictures and mm-hmm. tell what happened. And, and so you're, in your mind as well, recapping and the congregation's recapping how God used you. And so it's more than just the funds that we get to be able to go out into our community. It's about uh, the stories that happen and recapturing those stories, you know, each quarter, each time that, yes, we receive those funds, but we receive those funds for a purpose. And mm-hmm. so it, it puts in front of us again, this is our purpose. This is our, uh, our way that we're going for it. And uh, so that's, that's always a, a neat little fuel as well. That's awesome. So, so we've, we mentioned Night to Shine. Um, can you tell me um, uh, about Night to Shine and, and why sure. it's so special? Um, it's incredibly special because, as, as you said earlier, it's a big connection mm-hmm. um, in the fact that uh, Night to Shine was throughout our world. Um, and it was uh, in every single state this last year um, throughout the, through the church. Uh, that's how they work. It, it is sponsored by the Tim Tebow Foundation, which is just up in Jacksonville, um, oh. Florida, just north of us here. Mm-hmm. So um, that was a, an easy connection for us. Mm-hmm. And um, But it is, we had 375 churches last year on that one night. It was February 10th this last year. Um, 375 churches um, host over 75,000 guests with special needs throughout the world. Um, And the really neat thing about it is you're talking about like that support and that church being involved. 
um, there was over 150,000 volunteers to put on that night. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the big scope, and it's just an incredible, it's an unforgettable, unforgettable um, prom night experience. Um, It just centered around God's love for people with special needs, Um, and it goes from ages 14 and older. Um, and so it is towards the the um, upper ages, um, but it had it it did incredible things within our congregation. Um, I never I was on the uh, the phone when we first you know uh, took a took a step towards you know doing this two years ago. And Eric Dallenbach, who is the um, kind of chief executive officer, if you call him that, the CEO <laughs> of the of the Tim Tebow Foundation, mm-hmm. um, he's kind of the president there. And I was talking with him, and he said. I just want to say something, and I hope that it really comes to fruition, but I think I know it's going to come to fruition. He said, this is going to change kind of volunteerism in your church. And I said, okay, interesting, because that's <laughs> always something that we're, you know, or struggle with, or, mm-hmm. that, you know, here and there. It it has. It is absolutely incredible um, in the fact that as we, uh, yes, have that grant, we are able to step forward for other churches to be able to have this prom because we didn't take the seating from Tim Tebow Foundation this last year because mm. of our grant. Oh, wow. So it, it gave another church an availability for a scholarship to, to honor and to celebrate God's love with those with special needs. And so we had um, about, I think we had 162, but I'll just say 150, over 150 guests at our church um, with special needs. And we had about 450 volunteers wow. come out for that night. But the neat thing about that was it wasn't just St. Paul. It was, we have Advent Lutheran that's just down the street. We have a Spanish River, um, that church with that, that is just in the way. It was the churches of Boca Raton um, that really came together um, with just wanting to love people. And that was incredible because uh, all of a sudden it kind of expanded, saying, we just want to do the Lord's work. We want to love people. Um, and so we had a uh, majority, yes, from St. Paul, um, volunteers and helping and decorating mm-hmm. and just transforming this campus um, to have an incredible prom night uh, where special needs guests come in, um, they register, uh, they go through makeup and hair mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're a girl, um, they go through shoe shining, and we have all these you know people just waiting for them to, to um, just pamper them. Uh, and then after that, their um, caregivers actually go to a separate place, and we have a meal for their caregivers during the night. So that, and then they have a buddy that they're matched up with. They come and walk down the red carpet, um, and they get into some pictures and go in and have a dinner, go in and have um, dance in with the DJ and stuff like that, having a great time. We have limos that we have circling our campus. We have a circle drive on our campus. Mm-hmm. And so they're in limos going around, you know, the campus and having a great time, karaoke and mm-hmm. funny pictures and all this kind of stuff. So it's a, it is everything that you think about in, in some ways, you know, of a prom night uh, that uh, many of us have experienced, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't, they might have proms at their high schools or their schools and stuff like that. Um, and uh, they kind of throw them and try to integrate them that way. But this is just a special night where the community, you know, wants to serve and wants to have a great time. Had hundreds of people on the red carpet just giving high fives and claps, <laughs> and, and they would just you know, come down the red carpet, just feeling special and feeling mm-hmm. uh, worthy of, um, hey, you know, somebody's recognizing me, you know, and yeah. that's, that's, it's crazy special. I have a smile on my face <laughs> as I'm talking about it. It's incredible. It's incredible. 
Yeah, yeah. It sounds it's the it's the full red carpet treatment for for these for these people. That's that's wonderful. Um it what is. what were some of the reactions of of the families that were involved? I I this year didn't think I could top last year's um, <laughs> communications from the families, uh, meaning last year we had about 100 guests. Um, now we have 150, so maybe that's the reason. But uh, emails, cards. Um, I had a, a family come in that next day with the grandmother that wasn't able to be here. Uh-huh. Um, but we have to turn around our videos and our pictures really quickly mm-hmm. to the Tim Tebow Foundation because it is that night that they want to just, hey, this is what happened that night. Mm-hmm. And so we had that video done. So the grandmother came into my office and we sat here and watched the video from the night before. Mm-hmm. And um, they brought in this big orchid flower and just saying, you, you have no idea what this has done to our child, but our family, mm-hmm. and to know how you guys, um, just the heart of service and just the, the, the night of life that we got to see from your people. Um, and so emails and letters and calls and flowers, and uh, we got showered, we got blessed, and that's the exact opposite, but that's how God always works when you just serve him and extend yourself. Um, it's also a blessing um, towards yourself. So there's, there's been, a, there's been um, still you know, um, hey, just wanted you to know that uh, uh, so-and-so is ready for night to shine next year. You know, <laughs> we're happier away from it, but they keep talking about it. You know, they, they want to, you know, be a part of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, the continual um, uh, way that it's walking through our congregation and, sure. and our people and, and, frankly, the families that, ha- that are impacted. So, Sure. Yeah. What has the, this event um, taught you uh, and the church, uh, the congregation? It has taught that um, prayer is powerful, um, and uh, when you feel the Lord really pushing you into a direction that is going to serve and, and uh, build your relationships with the community, um, do it. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed by it. Um, and uh, that has really altered our, our thinking. Um, to not go to too much history, um, but uh, just three years ago, we lost our senior pastor to brain tumors. Oh, wow. And so we were a grieving congregation mm-hmm. um, that happened in that October. That first night to shine um, was uh, uh, was just a year later in that mm-hmm. February time. And I saw a grieving congregation with much prayer around each other, you know, uh, losing uh, the pastor in that way and being able to say it was, I was really emotional that first night in Night to Shine because all of a sudden I got to see a difference in our community. It wasn't this grieving, hold each other, kind of look after each other kind of mentality in the church. It was this, we're here having a great time and a bunch of joy serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it told, it, it, it let the congregation expose itself again to being able to say, we can do this. We can do this. And I think that's the biggest thing that has taught the congregation is this is a big deal. This is a big thing throughout the world, but we're a part of it. And and we had 148, I'll say, guests, because we had a couple from our congregation, right, that we had never met before mm-hmm. in the community. And they came onto our campus to have a special night um, and for us to just show the love of God to them. And it, it really taught our congregation saying, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do this. This is this is what God's called us to do, to, to love people, put things together of how we can get out into our community um, and serve Him while loving others. And I think that's the biggest thing that's really captured us in, in this congregation, that we can do this. And uh, that 
that's that's a breath of fresh air um, within churches, um, especially what we've gone through in our history. Sure, sure. Yeah. With just about uh, just about two minutes left, um, okay. what is your plan uh, moving forward to to kind of keep this momentum going? Plan going forward. Um, well, uh, we've already registered, and uh, <laughs> I know it's centered around the the night to shine, um, but because uh, that's kind of our big event. Sure. Um, so we're doing it in 2018. Um, it's already uh, aligned. Got uh, really people asking about it. Are we going to get together as a team? Um, uh, we have a, a big um, uh, fall festival, if I call it that, but it's more towards the Reformation 500, mm-hmm. and so there's going to be. Um, we're going to have a once again, a, another big event for our community, um, and that means everybody in that community. So that's going to be the contact that we have with those for Night to Shine. Um, we have those contacts. We want to continue to put that out there saying, please come, uh, live life with us, celebrate with us about what God has done in His Word, but how God is doing in, in His community here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are some of the event plans. But th- the other plans are just, they're, they're kind of small and, and grassroots, but um, it is speaking towards those life coaches you know, to get them on campus mm-hmm. uh, and, and help with that. It is just extending, you know, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I know we met Night to Shine, but it's just those kind of weekly, monthly kind of uh, emails or calls just saying, hey, can we help in any kind of way? Can we be of service in any way? Um, because it's not, we don't want to be event-based. You know, that's mm-hmm. what our special needs ministry would be. We want to be um, what the church should be, and it should be living life together. Mm-hmm. So that's sure. kind of the, the, the big big part of it. It seems simple, but um, it is something that is going to have to gain traction for us to continue to um, be in relationship with those people. Sure, sure. My guest today is the Reverend Stephen Coretto. Thank you so much for joining me and, and talking about um, this wonderful program that's going on in your congregation. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Blessings to you. Thank you. You can read more about this story and see um, the wonderful photos at engage.lcms.org. You've been listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thy Strong Word coming up in just a little bit. Listen to Faith and Family Monday through Friday at this time. Faith and Family is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is needed for Faith and Family to continue. Our address is 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can contact us on the web and download Faith and Family at kfuo.org. Worldwide KFUO, on the air, online, and on demand.